0: who's back and guess who has new fancy opening music um okay so (laughs) i was supposed to record some episodes i think last week but i literally couldn't talk like literally i had like a really sore throat and stuff because it's winter and that sort of thing happens i feel extra put out though because i got a flu jab this year well, last year, so you know, she felt like that was kind of rude. But we're back. So it's good. Three thousand two hundred and eighty-two days had passed. I had a cold, like the night we met. Not that you noticed. But for the very first time, sniffing and scared, I forgot your name. I fell free. A supersonic woman into the cinema seat. I fell in love once again with Freddie Mercury because he didn't belong to you anymore. And for the first time since I left you, neither did I. queen like a lot. <laughs> um and and so it was it was quite surprising and fun when this person that I used to, you know, be in a relationship with, I found out they liked them too and I was like, oh that's so cool but then, you know, of course, inevitably, <laughs> uh, everything went terribly wrong and it was like it was ruined for me, you know. I just... I I couldn't listen to them because it made me think about him and... uh, It just really sucked having something that I liked sort of ruined and tainted by... by this person who... Oh, God, you know. And it just... it, It was like... Like, I was afraid of ever be around anything to do with it because of him you know but then <laughs> recently um, I'm sure that pretty much everyone is aware of this film at this point uh Bohemian Rhapsody came out and I kind of avoided it I was like oh you know but then um I got I got given uh some gift cards for the cinema for Christmas and I was like, Do you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go. So I went to to see it and I had the most wonderful time and I absolutely loved it. And it was like the first time I'd been able to be around any of those songs or anything like that without thinking about him. And it was so good. Like, literally, it just felt so... So free. It's like... It was like I'd never met him and it was just so necessary. sensual CD you couldn't sleep smiling through insomnia staring down at the table clicking the lilac lighter on repeat trying to make an inferno as dangerous and delicious as that might. sometimes there are like little things that seem like they're not a huge deal that can kind of like really remind you of somebody um like there's there's someone um (laughs) every time i see fruit salad chewets i think about them and you know all the experiences that we had and, and and everything in those moments and i just you know like a couple of months ago it was so stupid i i sort of went all over town just looking for fruit salad churros, which is absurd but i just i just had this nostalgia and 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 it was about him because i don't think i even ate them but i just you know and you just want to have those those little reminders close to you. Those little things that you see or hear or feel. That are just sort of them, you know. She was so beautiful that I lost my mind. I was possessed by her, obsessed. I kept her locked away in a secret place, painted with poppies, chained to a pink bed, with handcuffs made of strawberry laces, and I would sit on the sheets, watching her as she stared back, pleading to go outside. I tried to resist, Knowing that once I freed her, she was no longer mine, but she was so beautiful, (laughs) so beautiful. And I knew that you would love her in the same insane way I did. So one night, I nuzzled into her chest and chewed at her chains. I closed my eyes, feeling her slip away into the night. And I tried, for 20 whole minutes, I tried to resist chasing after her. I thought I'd chained myself to where she'd slept, but my hands shook and my eyes streamed, so I, addicted as I knew I'd always been, sought her out again. I looked for her. I wanted to know what you thought. I ran for 20 days and 20 minutes until I found her. Thoughts, judgments, all across her, crawling across every part of her body, there were hands all over the place, picking her apart like candy floss as she looked up to me, the glee gone from her eyes as she realised that she was better off inside my head when no one could criticise her. It's actually scary as fuck. Like, putting things that you've Worked on out into the world and seeing what people think, um, but I mean, you sort of have to, I guess. I mean, I mean, you don't have to. You could sort of keep it all to yourself, and then it will be discovered after you die or something. But <laughs> um, I don't know. It's something I've always found very difficult. One of the things I remember. Most about my misspent use uh, was <laughs> uh, being absolutely furious with one of my English teachers because I think it was misplaced anger i guess um i was I was sat in the class and nothing was really happening, so I was sort of writing my own stuff and he saw me doing that and then he insisted on me reading it and I didn't want to (laughs) Um, because, you know, it wasn't finished and and so on and so forth Um, and also I was sort of really, really frightened as to what people would think as it all turned out, it was fine, um, you know, and, and quite a lot of people, you know, did enjoy it and that was good, um, but I still hated him for making me do it. I guess it was my own fault because I should have just been, like, getting on with, you know, the actual work I was supposed to be doing, but, you know, still, there was no fucking need for that, was there. Um, it was a a really kind of scary experience. And even now, um, you know, um, I find it very difficult sometimes to, you know, to do something. Like, I will just sort of keep going over something and saying, no, it's not finished, it's not finished, when it has been for months. Um, uh, so it's it's a difficult thing to contend with and you feel kind of worried about you know what will people think what if they take it the wrong way what if they don't understand this little tiny detail that is very important to me personally you know it's a whole mess you know what I mean but I guess it's just part of it it's just how it goes We've been to the ends of the earth, my love And the heights of heaven have welcomed us When our faces were fused and we spoke only in sighs and screams We have sailed in the skies. We have sunk lower than the ocean's depths. We have done life to death, my love. But still, you scold me for being so final, so young. So, I sit in your lap. I remind your body, your mind, my love, that when you look to the sky to wish for me, I was the brightest star your sapphire gaze had ever seen. And bright stars, my love, burn fast, so lovely and lonely. You sigh, my love, you scream again. And then, with faces fused, you we weep as I turn to ash in your learned hands. So loved, yet so lonely. The skies, my love, for I have grown brighter under your care, and I want to say goodbye. I think the uh the best kind of relationships are the kind where you know you leave a better person than you went in. Um it doesn't always happen, unfortunately. But I think it's it's all best when that happens, you know. Um, it's like going to the park. You try and leave it, you know, sort of either in the same state you found it or better, if you can. Um, you know. But I guess that's harder to do with people because you can't just like pick up some rubbish and you know, um, you know, make a donation at the gift shop and hope everything's all right. Like you, you, you've you've got to you know do some actual heavy lifting, and that's, whew, it's a bit, you know, terrifying, um, <laughs> but. Uh I think it's possible, you know, for the right person. I do enough crying anyway, because I'm dramatic. Perhaps that's why you love me. Why the fuck did you have to tell me you love me? Anyway, you're a fucking disaster, and you mess with my head, but you're still a simple story, straightforward, a portrait of an artist that thought they were clever. Maybe I'm being mean so that you'll leave, and I don't have to deal with the fact that you told me you love me. Anyway... Your story has no message and it's messy. You told me you love me. You have nothing to tell me, but I'm wide awake listening just in case. You told me you love me. I'm anticipating curiosity and bewilderment, but right now, I'm just waiting with much captivation and adoring awe because you, yes, you, you just told me you love me and I don't know how to deal with that. Fuck. I can't believe you've done this. You know I used to when I was a you know, a kid and then a teenager and whatever, well, I used to sort of you know, almost dream about having somebody you yeah, say that they love me, and it all being romantic and wonderful, um, but the first time somebody told me that they love me, I just remember thinking, you know, something along the lines of, I think the fuck not, um, excuse you, bitch, no, um, because, <laughs> because I, I just, I, I, I didn't, I, you know, it was like, I want someone to tell me that they love me. No, not you. Um, You know what I mean? In in my defence, I was like, you know, 15. So, obviously there's going to be sort of an air of immaturity. And actually, thinking back on it, he was like 25. So he was probably a paedophile. So, you know... Just just a thought, um, because he was he was very, very well aware of how old I was. So um, you know, maybe I was right to be disgusted, I don't know. But my my point is like sometimes <laughs> God um <laughs> Mo- moving on from pedophiles, um you know just sort of in a general sense. Sometimes you like want that whole romantic moment, but then it comes from someone that you didn't want it from, and you're like, oh. Um. I hope I kept the receipt because this is not what I wanted. You know. What I mean. It's really hard, you know, to be somebody who has these absurd ideas about what everything's going to be like, you know, because you just end up unbelievably disappointed. But it certainly gives you a lot of things to write about. So, you know, there is always a bright side. I wrote a beautiful book about how I loved her. And how she left along with my mind and my will to live. So, naturally, my inbox is full of dick pics. Okay, so I have two questions here. Um, The first one's kind of a general one for everybody. Why is it, That when somebody uh, breaks up with someone, everyone suddenly thinks that that is the right time to try and make their move, okay? I'm pretty sure we've all had this experience when you break up with someone and then suddenly some person swoops in and they're like, Hey, do you want to talk? Are you okay? But then it, like, immediately becomes about them trying to get with you. And it's like, okay, calm the fuck down. Really? Do you really think this is the time? I do not think this is the time. This feels inappropriate. But, like, I I, I mean, I don't get it. Like, why would you want to be with someone just after they've broken up with somebody? Because, you know, I've broken up with somebody myself um, and I can tell you, I am not in a good place to start a new thing, you know, because I'll be all emotional and shit, and crying all the time, and writing angsty poems that I will have to edit several times before they're actually good, and, you know, maybe I'll write a couple songs about it, maybe I'll, you know, I'll just basically be a mess, and I will not be in the right sort of frame of mind to start anything new and i won't be able to give that other person the kind of relationship they deserve because i'm going to be too upset about the other thing you know so i just i don't get why you'd want to be with someone before they they've really had a chance to recover you know what i mean like i, I don't i don't get it myself um so question number 2 I feel like this is more towards people that have penises. What 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 are dick pics actually for? Like what am I supposed to do with that? Right? Because hi, <sighs> fay. Like I get them on Tumblr sometimes, I get them on Instagram sometimes, Twitter sometimes, and I'm just I'm just like what on earth am I supposed to do with this? You know, it's... I I just, I don't get it. Why are you sending it to me? Do Do you suspect you have some kind of infection and you think I have the medical know-how to diagnose you? Are you asking me for critiques? Are you... <laughs> Is this some kind of meme that I've missed out on? Like I, I don't understand why. Just I don't understand. Why are you sending this to me? What am I supposed to do with it? You know, is it, I don't know. I. But then again, I. I don't really get being asked to send pictures either because some people, you know, have asked about that, and I'm like, but why? What for? What's the point? You know, surely it's better to you know. Is he? I suspect. <laughs> I suspect it's something sexual or whatever. But if that's, you know what I mean. If if that's what you would like, right? Then why don't you ask me? And perhaps we you know we would meet up and and do those things live and in person, like you know I don't want you to just send me like some picture that you think is impressive or whatever you know what is that for? I just oh, I don't understand it's just weird you know and they never come with like a proper message it's just the picture and it's just like oh god it takes you by surprise a little bit you know and it's like what have you done this for what's that about there's no need for that anyway I just god I'm such an old person sometimes but I mean can't we just have a bit of decorum you know I'm just saying. Okay, that's all for this episode. And I will see you next week. I say that now, but I'm actually on holiday next week, so I don't know. (laughs) I will try, though. because I will be um I might record that during the week then and and then just upload it on the weekend. I don't know i' um, I guess we'll all find out next week. It'll be a fun mystery for us all <laughs> uh so yeah, maybe next week, but who knows um. If you, uh, if you miss me all that much between now and then, or now and whenever the next episode is, because, you know, with my track record, God knows when that could be, um, then you can check out my website, which is dot com, where there are lots of, uh, videos, audio clips, podcasts, um, uh, what else is there um (laughs) there's pictures if that's your kind of thing um no dick pics though luckily for you you know there's none of that nothing to surprise you um there's also a whole bunch of uh free poems and stories that I've written that you can read um so that's all at my website which is jenniferwan.com uh you can also find me on social media with the username Miss J Squared pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, uh, YouTube, uh, the link for that is in the description. Um, you can also buy my latest poetry collection, which is 27 with a white lighter. Uh, you can buy it at 27withawightlighter.com uh, the details for that are in the description or you can find it on Amazon um, and you know I've heard it's alright actually so maybe check that out um, <laughs> uh, you can also find all my music on Spotify, Amazon uh, Bandcamp as well. The links for those are in the description. Um I think there's some on SoundCloud as well. Yeah. I'm on SoundCloud. That's a thing I'm doing. Um <laughs> uh so yeah there are lots of lots of places where you can find more of me if you miss me terribly between now and whenever I do another podcast which I'm really sincerely hoping will be next week but you know what I'm like you know you know what I'm like um but I will try I promise um a special thank you to my friend Amanda for all her love and support and awesomeness and is there anything I forgot I don't think so No, no. I will hopefully see you next week. Good night, my love.